Welcome to the two-man game. I'm your host, Landon Holland, and with me as always, my co-host, Xavier Rocha. What's up, Roach? What's up, Dando? Uh, how you doing today? Doing great. Uh, super excited to record. It's been a great week of basketball that we've had. Great weekend of basketball with some spectacular performances yeah. from uh, some of our stars around the league. I'm ready to get right into it. I'm too. I'm I'm excited for the topics we have today. I feel like they're all pretty pretty fun. Yeah, I feel like this could be a very interesting podcast to listen to for our viewers, and hopefully everybody enjoys this episode because I'm really excited for it. Me too. Uh, let's let's just start off by going over some of the games we had this weekend, and let's start off with the Brooklyn Boston game. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that game. I know. We both watched it. Um, it felt like one of the first games that I've seen that like completely felt like a playoff atmosphere and playoff basketball, and just how like the pace of the game was being played and the competitiveness, like on both sides of the floor from both teams. Yeah, I mean, that game was really back and forth until late in that fourth quarter. I mean, the teams were hanging with each other like right there, and it was just the type of game where. Your two all-stars or star players are just hashing it out and going back and forth, which is just feels like playoff basketball because you're trusting those bigger-name players to make plays for you. And, I mean, Jason Tatum was just... He was on one uh, during that game. He dropped 54 on... I mean, he shot over 50%. Hit eight threes. Like, nobody could guard him. And then you have Kevin Durant, who dropped 37 you know, d- did his thing. And it, I mean, the crowd was really into the game and they were also like taunting the players really got at Kyrie, which I found pretty funny. And it was, I mean, it just felt like playoff basketball, which just gets me excited. Yeah, sit- sitting watching that game for me, was like, it made me really ready for like playoff basketball and just the atmosphere in the garden and the hate they had for Kyrie, just the competitiveness, and then you could just see, especially Jason Tatum, he was, he had a big desire to win that game, and he was, he obviously did everything he could, putting up, uh, what, 54, 56, something like that. Yeah, 54. 54, and Jalen Brown wasn't like, he didn't perform as well as he can, I don't think he even hit 20, but yeah, that was luckily they didn't need him because Tatum was just yeah. Tatum it. was all the offense they needed in that second half, and Boston's defense again is just insane. And we've talked about it multiple times, just how the, their size plus their switchability and like having a player like Marcus Smart to guard. He's super versatile and can be like the leader of that defense and then they have just great defenders all around that team. Yeah, I just love Marcus Smart cuz he's just he's so willing to just throw his body on the line and I just like I just love players that are willing to do that on the defensive end. And I mean, he just feels like like I just feel like Marcus Smart's kind of like the leader in the locker room. Like he just strikes me as one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, and this Boston like, team this Boston team is like I've thought for so long that they could be like a contender, but then these last couple of years, they've just like slid down from where they were, like when they were going to the conference finals. But I think 
when people were saying like they needed to break it up like i'm glad they kept it together and now they're like reaping the benefits and they're playing great basketball for sure and just just real quick like say they do have another first round like disappointing exit this year do they just hash it out again or you think they try to go in a different direction for next year no i think they keep it together and just try to like improve on their depth because i i think they have decent depth but also i think they can add a lot and i think a big reason they like their depth is lacking i don't think they've drafted like particularly great like they obviously hit big with like tatum and brown but then and like the deeper first round picks with like neesmith and pritchard guys like that like i think they could have done a better job in that area so Brad Stevens hopefully will hit better in the draft than uh, who was their GM? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. But yeah, I think they keep it together. I mean, it, it just seems like the most formidable move. Like, just because like they are having late season success. So, I mean, if you kind of push that into next season, even if the playoffs don't go super well, I feel like they have ways that they can improve and depth's definitely one of their or should be one of their main focuses for next year. Yeah, the Eastern Conference is so stacked this year that there's going to be great teams going out early that you just can't really do anything about it. But yeah, uh, Let's move on to another masterpiece from uh, LeBron on Saturday night. I don't know if you tuned into this game, but... Um, I, I watched the tail end of it. Okay. Once I, was, I mean, I saw, I got the alert and like Bleacher Report sends out LeBron's got forty what at forty two heading into the fourth or whatever. Just another insane game from LeBron, like he does almost every night, and he just decided that he was gonna shoot the ball a lot that night. Like putting up thirty one shots for LeBron is not usual. You put nineteen of those in the basket, which is just insane efficiency, but. Yeah, he was just like he was just having a great night, and nobody could stop him. Uh, the Warriors didn't have Draymond, so a lot of inexperience with their like wings out there, like Kaminga. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been on record like saying like if he wanted to, you know, score like thirty a game, he could, and like if he wanted to take thirty shots a game, like he would have like thirty four to like even more points per game like a night and i mean he just kind of showed it like he's like been he's one of the most efficient scorers of all time like that's not like a center and i mean he's finally got like the free throw attempts that he felt like he's deserved and like people have pointed out that he hasn't really gotten like called fairly recently compared to like players like joel Embiid or james harden trey young and then, i mean the list kind of goes on and LeBron got those foul calls tonight, and I mean, shot 12 of 13 from the free throw line, which you don't usually see from LeBron, and I mean, that got him his 56, and LeBron was also on one two nights ago. <laughs> just crazy. At 37, it's just nuts. Yeah, if if he continues to put up some games like this, he could definitely win the scoring title this year, which would be just an insane feat to accomplish at 37 and it's definitely i don't think he's far behind Embiid, 
So there's definitely a chance that he can get that scoring title. I which... think if he scores 30 in his next game, 30 or more, which I don't think he's playing tomorrow night or tonight. Yeah, they play the Spurs tonight. I don't think he's playing tonight, but... Oh, he's out? Okay. If he scores 30 in like his, or more in his next game, he, he's averaging the most points in the league. So, I mean, he's right there, and it, it would be pretty crazy for him to average or get the scoring title in his 19th season. Yeah, just be insane. You just build different. I mean, and like right. you said, 19 to 31 is just nuts. Yeah, and he was taking some really difficult shots, especially yeah. in that fourth quarter. All right, so I wanted to touch on one more game from this weekend, which was yesterday's game. Uh, Nikola Jokic putting up another MVP performance with just insane numbers. Um, the Nuggets beat the Pelicans in overtime, and he put up 46, 12, and 11 on 16 of 22 shooting, 11, from tw- 11 of 12 from the free throw line, three steals, and four blocks. And was a plus twenty two on the court. It's just I mean, like, and he dropped thirty of those in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in the fourth quarter <laughs> overtime. Yeah, in overtime. It's just like the numbers he puts up and like I know that people say like Embiid's MVP or like they have arguments for Jaw or different players, but like advanced stats and stats in general makes it like so clear cut that Jokic is an MVP this year. And just this type of game is just, you don't see these stats ever. Like, this is a historic performance that we won't see again from any player but Jokic, probably. And it's just, like, insane how easy he makes, like, his game look and, like, what he can do for his team. Yeah, I mean, you just don't see these numbers from, like, a center, like, almost night in, night out. Like, if Jokic wanted to score 30-plus a game, which sometimes he does have, like, the tendency to be a little more um like he doesn't really take control he doesn't like i don't really know the word like he doesn't look for a shot as much he kind of like yeah he's passive lets the offense run or yeah he's passive some nights but like when he wants to get buckets he he's literally unguardable like he's crazy and like i just see his game just like the older he gets, his he's not really gonna like drop off because he doesn't rely on that athleticism as much. So like his playmaking ability and then his just ability to score in the post and then also hit shots from outside and in the mid range. Like I don't see Jokic like falling off a cliff anytime soon. And he is I, still young, but like I just mean like his game's gonna translate to older age very well. Yeah, he's know. in his prime right now, but like the decline doesn't look like it's coming anytime near. And like he hasn't really struggled with like any serious injuries just cuz the way he plays like he doesn't really put his body in like harm's way much and he's so huge that like the other big guys in the league don't like punish him as much as like some other big guys get punished, but just this performance and like the amount of wins Denver have has with like no Murray and no no Porter is just like him and Embiid I think are definitely the top two in the MVP race and 
I mean, it just changes night in, night out. Like, yeah, I like I can't. I can't pick. I can't pick right now. It's just I don't want to pick just because it's so close, and it's gonna change in the next week probably. My opinion. Yeah. So, but yeah, just Jokic's performance on Sunday. I mean, is is the center insane. position back? Is it? Are they taking over again? The centers. Just or those the, two the guys. Big in general. I mean, the big in general because you have Giannis as well. Like, is the big is the big man back? Yeah, I think the big man position is certainly back. And just, I think we had those years with the Golden State Warriors that, like, we thought the league was going away from size, but I, I definitely not with how the <laughs> how these guys are playing and like. The versatility of the big men in the league now, like they've adapted, and they're like these big men are like, nah, nah, the guards aren't taking over. It's our league still, I which mean, I which I like. If Jokic or Embiid win this year, the last three MVPs have been won by by big men, or the last four MVPs, yeah, have been by big men. Giannis, so. two P, Jokic, and then it's gonna be one of them three. Um, I mean, yeah. So I mean, the last four, have been unless won somehow by. Job puts together like one of the craziest months ever but which i mean i wouldn't put it past him you never know nah. all right yeah. well before we get into our like fun segments of the episode let's cover some more unfortunate news we had uh jared allen allen uh broken finger yesterday for the Cavs, which is like super disappointing for this Cavs team as they were out of the all-star break they were struggling but i mean there's still a young team that's had a great season and are probably going to be playing in the first round against like the bucks or some team on the top of the eastern conference so if allen can't play in like a first round series it's definitely going to make uh the series probably less competitive even though they do still have mobley and garland um i just think allen's size and just the all-star year he was having, it's definitely a bummer for Cavs fans, including me, and also just the league in general for that first round. Yeah, I saw, I mean, he's out indefinitely. I don't know, like, what, how long that entails or whatever, but, I mean, Jared Allen's just kind of like the anchor of that defense in the paint for the Cavs, and it's, I mean, they've already been dropping in the standings since, like, after, or post-all-star break. So, I mean, losing him, I mean, it's just going to be hard for Darius and Mobley to kind of carry the load without Jared Allen to, like, end the season. But, I mean, as a Cavs fan, you see the season as a win just because these young players have come together and have kind of just had a successful season. And they're going to have their first winning season without LeBron. So, I mean, the Cavs fans, you still have a lot more to be excited about after this season. Yeah, and also this... This should give Mobley some time to like develop at uh, the five position, which I'm guessing in his career he's going to get some run at. He could be a killer at the five. Yeah. So we'll see how these last 20 or so games go for Mobley running the five or whatever they do. If I don't know. They have Ed Davis and Kevin Love, but I don't know what other bigs they have. So Yeah, I mean, my should... guess would be to bet that they do run. Love and Mobley. Yeah. 
Mobley's so. going to get a lot of a lot of playing time. I mean, Love's yeah. been pretty good. He's having like a six man of the year. Yeah, he's been really so. good. But it's just definitely a bummer. Yeah, for, for sure. the cast. And then one more piece of news is that Oladipo, is Oladipo returning tonight? I saw that he was questionable, but I, I think he is I mean, returning. Over the weekend, it was reported that he was going to play tonight. So, yeah, I did. I do think I saw that he was playing. So, um, I didn't know if you have anything to add with that, but I just wanted to. I I feel like Victor's just been dealing with this quad injury for so long. So, it's going to be nice to see him and see how he contributes to this Heat team, who's sitting at the top of the the East right now. And I mean, if he can provide even something that old VO had. I mean, he's going to be a nice addition to the heat and he should still be a very quality defender. Like he has been his whole career. And if he is, then I mean, just more defense to the heat, which yeah, they they love. So I don't, I don't think the heat are like too worried about additional defense. I think they're more looking for his like scoring ability and see what he can provide in that aspect. But this team just has so many guys that I'm interested to see, like how they like how the rotations stack up. Yeah, and how they just like the usage of all these guys, like Hero, Butler, Oladipo, Lowry, like all these guys that like require the ball in their hands. But yeah, I don't have much to say about Oladipo though. It's I'm just, just I mean, I'm just excited to see him play. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right, so. Let's move on to our next segment. You're gonna I'll let you take the lead on this one. Alright, so we're gonna rank the top guards, forwards, and centers in the next five years. So in five years, who will be the best guards, forwards, and centers? But since the center position does have less players to look at, we're gonna hold that to the top five for the centers. And then for the guards and forwards, we'll do top eight. I think that's what we decided on. And then I have a few honorable mentions that were kind of there, but they just got clipped out. I mean, just because there's so much talent. All right. You ready? Do you want to start with guards? Yeah, do you just want to go like back and forth, or do you want to like list them? Yeah, let's go like 1-1, one, one, and then, yeah. Okay. So at one, I have Luca. I don't know. I have Luke as well. Okay. Who's your number two? For two, I have Ja. I also have Ja. Okay. So and this is where it's probably going to get kind of split up a little bit. I have Donovan Mitchell at three. Oh, wow. 29-year-old Donovan Mitchell? Okay. I have LaMelo at three. Okay. I don't know LaMelo, what, if you have any thoughts LaMelo, on that. Lamelo fell out of my top eight. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just think I, his playmaking ability and then his ability to score is still there, and it's just—I mean, I don't that was know. probably like my boldest take, just not putting Lamelo in my top eight. I—I I mean, I think he's going to be a great player, but I'm just—I'm not sure what his ceiling is as like a scorer and like his like superstar potential. Okay. But a lot of this is just guessing. We're just guessing here, so. Well, yeah. Yeah. For sure. At four, I have Ant, Anthony Edwards. At four, I have Cade Cunningham. 
Okay, I have Kate at five. Okay, I have Devin Booker at five. Okay. Uh, six, I have Shea, Gilgis Alexander. I have Trey Young at six. Okay. At and then seven, I, have, I... Okay, go ahead. I have Shea at seven. I have Anthony Edwards at seven. And then at eight, for me, I have D-Book. I have Darius Garland. Okay, and then my... I have four honorable mentions. Um, the first one being Darius Garland. Then I have Maxi in there. Josh Giddy and Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know. What do you think about Giddy being an honorable mention for me? I mean, not that far fetched. You can't really argue with that just because he's already one of the best passers in the league and he's a 6 8 point guard. So his potential is through the roof. And then for my honorable mentions, I had uh, Lamella Ball, Anthony Simons, and Jamal Murray. Ooh, I like Anthony. Yeah, I I think he can. I think his ceiling's very high. And we'll see. We'll see. If Portland lets him grow. Yeah. I think if they continue to let him get this usage that he's gotten this year and if they like decide to move on from Dame, then definitely could see some star potential in the next few years. Alright, do you want to start with our forwards or do you have anything to add with guards? I mean, the guard position is just so deep, and it's just so hard to like to gauge where these players will be. So, yeah, the like guard position said, was my hardest. But... The guard position was my hardest to rank, just because I felt like there was definitely the most depth of that position. And then, like, there's a lot of different types of like players with when it comes to like short guards that are like shooters, and then like explosive guards or like guys that run the pick and roll very well, and just like. Where all those will and meet down the line. Did you say you like, didn't? Ha- you had Trey Young nowhere. There? I didn't have Trey Young either. I had Darius okay. Garland above Trey Young. Okay. I don't know why, but I think Trey Young. I think Trey Young isn't gonna get that much better. Personally. But I mean, right now, where do you sit? Like Trey Young at like what the fourth best point guard in the league? Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. These okay. guys are going to move above him. Which, yeah, and the thing we're doing, we're not ranking point like point guard, shooting guard. So, like, these are all the guards in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of sets him down more. Okay, so we can move on to forward. I mean, I have Giannis at one. I have Giannis at one, obviously. At two, I have Jason Tatum. I have Tatum at two. And you think we're? I think we're gonna get mixed up here at three. Yeah, again. it's gonna get it's gonna get messy. And I do want to preface preface this by saying we're saying that injury history is out of the out of the way, and we're not looking at the potential for future injuries. So at three, I have Zion. At three, I have a super old Kevin Durant. Okay. I don't think KD will be up there. At thirty-seven, but I think as long as I mean he's maybe in the league, maybe I think as long as he's in the league, he's going to be a top ten player. Okay, kind of like LeBron. Four, I have Mobley. Oh shoot, I have Mobley at center. But okay, okay. I can't. I mean, however you interpreted it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, thinking four, I have forward. Okay, at four, I have Kawhi, another vet. Okay. 
At five, I have Brandon Ingram. Ooh, okay. I have Zion. So, question, if Zion and Brandon Ingram are both in your top, like, five, are they going to be on the same team and be, like, contenders? We'll see. I don't know. Is Zion <laughs> staying in New Orleans? I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> Stuff changes within a year or two, so... I don't, maybe Bar- Brandon Ingram's not even there. I mean, you, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. All right, you got six. At six, I have Kawhi. At six, I have. I have Jonathan Kaminga. Okay, <laughs> there's one of your hot takes. I think, unless people don't consider that a hot take anymore, but I do. I think some guys around the league don't think that's a hot take. I think there's so you have Kaminga being better than than Scotty. Yeah, I think I think there's a chance Kaminga is going to be the best player in this draft class. Like I'm not. That's not what I'm predicting. Behind Josh Giddy, right? Okay, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. I think there's a chance. I really think there's a chance Kaminga is going to could be the best player in the draft class. Like there's a chance for any of these guys to be. Yeah, these guys are all elite. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) this draft class is crazy. Yeah. Was that six? Yeah, so seven. Seven, I have Scotty. Scotty Barnes. Seven, I have Jalen Brown. Okay. See, and then I classify Jalen Brown as a, as a guard, but... Okay, yeah. This is my hot take for this. At eight, I have Zaire Williams. Oh, that is... Oh, wow. <laughs> Hold on, let me catch my breath. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Zaire Williams. I mean, he's shown to be a great shooter, a good defender. I mean, I just haven't... You think? What do you think he's going to be, just a 3 and D guy, or do you think he's going to be like a go-get-you-a-bucket or like a guy that can I think he can eventually make. be go-get-me-a-bucket guy. I mean, he's 6'8", super athletic. Dang, Sire Williams. Like, I feel like he can develop into being a guy that can get to the rim at will. Dang. I don't want to say at will, because, I mean, that's kind of getting to, like, LeBron level, but so I mean, you're to a guy that can get to the rim, finish over guys, and, I mean, so your point shots there. Your take is that Zaire Williams is going to be a better player than Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, at the end of the, end of the day, this is uh, just guessing, so... Yeah. Hey, you gotta be you gotta be bold in your take. I had to have one bold take. It was between him and R.J. Barrett for me. Okay. So I mean, R.J. Barrett was right there on the fence. All right. So for eight, I had uh, Scotty Barnes. Okay. And you have any honorable? I was mentions? just surprised that you had KD up, still up at three. But honorable mentions: Franz Wagner, MPJ. And Jabari Smith, who's going to be entering the draft, and is my favorite prospect for this upcoming draft. Oh, I didn't include any rookie. I mean, okay. that's fine. College guys. Um, I had Jonathan Isaac, who I think could be like towards the best defender in the league once he gets if he gets back healthy. Um, and then I had MPJ and RJ Barrett. Okay. So similar around that yeah. eight, eight honorable mention area, except for Zaire. 
Yes, yeah, I, I, I hope I'm right. Healthy. So, any any thoughts on this. Jonathan Isaac? I know you didn't say anything about him, but he was he was on the border for Scotty and Jonathan Isaac for me for the eighth spot. I mean, he's a, an elite level defender. I just have question marks about his offense, but I mean, he can be like a top level defender in the league. So yeah, I've just seen flashes of his offense, like pull up mid range shots, and he's been able to hit some three point shots, but. Yeah, his offense definitely streaky. has question marks, but yeah. he's shown to be one of the best defenders in the league when he's healthy. For sure, for sure. All right, you want to get us started on centers? Centers, at number one, I have Jokic still sitting there. Yep, I have Jokic. At two, I have Bam Adebayo. This was hard for me because I don't know if Embiid will still be healthy playing at all or like, i mean if he could very good. well be retired but i just yeah that's that's my thing but i just had to put him there because if he's like okay still playing i think he's gonna be still dominant at three for me i have cat i just think his shooting ability and his scoring ability will just translate to to his like older age which i mean that i think it'll be like 31 in five years which isn't very old I have Bam at three. Okay, and then I have, I have Joel at four. I have Mobley at four. Okay. If you so like say you were to have Mobley in a, in the forwards, where do you think like he would be? Think he'd be three, ahead of Durant, or do you think he's still below Durant? No, I think he's around like, in between, Kaminga and Jalen Brown for me. That's that's how okay, I that makes am sense. That Kaminga. makes sense because yeah, you think Kaminga is going to be the best player in the draft. Okay. No, I think Cade will. I think Cunningham will be. But okay, let's okay, move yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> At five, I have Aiden. I have Cat. Okay. And then honorable mentions, I have Aiden and Sponus. Honorable mentions for me, I had three of them. Jared Allen, James Wiseman, Ooh. and then Robert Williams. How, what do you feel about Robert? I lo- I should have put him in my honorable mentions. I love him. I think so do I. I think he's gonna be one of the best defenders in the league if he's healthy, and he's shown flashes to be a very good passer. And obviously, he's and a it's just his rim running ability athlete. and just yeah, catch like his lob catching abilities just. Spectacular. Yeah, he's an all-around great, great center to have for Boston. And I, I want that. I want the Robert Williams mold on on my Thunder. So just at some point, I just love yeah. Robert Williams. If if they could get a player like that with Giddy and Shay, ooh, that'd be scary. No, I know, I know. All right. Well, that was fun. I think uh, we had some. I mean, that was just kind of a segment. I feel like they were pretty basic, like Luka, Ja, Giannis, Tatum. But then I think we got into some more interesting takes with like Zaire Williams and Jonathan. To kind of expand the talk a little bit here, do you want to like real quick just look at your list and rank like the top five players? Yeah. Based on like, your list, like just real one, quick, one through five. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna say Giannis one. Uh, ooh, Jokic two. Okay. Hatem three. Luca four and Ja five. Because again, I think it's gonna be big. Like forwards and centers will continue to dominate and be like the best players. Okay, I think Luke is going to be one. Oh, dang. But then I have, I have Giannis, Tatum, Jokic, Ja. So I think we agree on the, the top five there. Yeah. But I, do, I just think Luke is going to... At 27... You think, you think Tatum will be better than Jokic? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I think Tatum has an MVP around this time. Like, this is... He's hitting, what, 28 here? Like around this time, he's he turned I mean, he turned twenty four like two days ago, so he'll be twenty nine. So he'll hit twenty nine. I mean, that's in the prime, yeah, prime years. And I do think Tatum's a future MVP, if not multiple time MVP. And all all four, or uh, wait, all five of those guys can. Well, I don't I think, think Jock could be the best. I think all four of those guys could be the best. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I think mean, I do be. think that Luca and Tatum. And I do even think Ja. I think those three players could all win MVPs, or should, at some point. I don't know if you agree with this, but I think like small guards can like they can be super dominant, but I don't think they can like hold the same dominance for as long of like amount of time as like like the bigger forwards and centers or like. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. Which is, I mean, that's just why like. Dwayne Wade had 13, 14 years in the league. And then you see guys like Kobe Bryant, who was like, that was kind of like his cutoff to where he kind of like started to decline a little bit was around that time. So, I mean, you you don't see guys like, like I do think Giannis is going to be one of those guys that's going to be able to last till he's like 37 and just be super good even then. And possibly become the greatest player of all time. We will have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see. I wouldn't even throw it out that Jokic could end up being a top five center after it's all said and done, if not higher. I mean, yeah, he just well, has he's, all the tools to just be so good. He I could, he he could be so named like the greatest offensive weapon in the history of the league. For like, sure. That could be what people say about him. That's how yeah. dominant he is on that side of the ball. Nikola Jokic is different. Man. I mean, even just making this list just gets me excited for the future of the league. Like, it's it's just so deep. It's going to be so fun. And then not even to mention players in the next five years that are Gonna not even in the league right now. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully uh, we'll have some draft podcast coming up soon so we'll get to talk about those players but yeah yeah i have to do i have to do a lot more more research on on the draft and stuff but i mean best time of the year march madness is is coming around so that's kind of when i do pick up my my draft you know like my draft interest and i kind of start looking at prospects a little bit more yeah so mm-hmm. it's coming. 
You want to move on to trivia, or do you want to do the other segment? We can do that other segment you had. Okay, us. so this is just for you. I can I can give my input. Just name the player that I would take personally. After you name yours and kind of give a little reason why, but this is just going to be a simple versus. So I'm going to give you two players. The f- the first player I'm going to give you is kind of still plays today. Is still in the league. And then the other players re- retired. Okay. Okay. But these are the two players at their peak, at their best. Who are you taking? Okay. The first versus is James Harden or Allen Iverson. So some of these guys you haven't obviously watched, but you've heard and you've watched tape on them. So you yeah, kind of have an understanding. Um, I'm going to go with Allen Iverson. Okay. Do you want a reasoning? I mean, you can give one or you don't even have to. I mean, I think the Maybe main a little thing, something. I think the main thing is one player like is a ball stopper an extreme ball stopper versus one player isn't as much of a ball stopper and i think both of their offensive talents are like like some of the greatest of all time but i think that contributes like to some of the flaws james harden's had in the playoffs like just his like tendency to slow the game down and like not pass the ball the whole possession like in Houston especially cuz that's okay. what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about prime James Harden okay I would take James Harden there personally but I mean okay. it's really just these are all kind of just toss ups like yeah but so the next one is Russell Westbrook or Gary Payton <laughs> Russell Westbrook okay I'll agree uh, Kyrie Irving or Steve Nash? Kyrie Irving. Easy. I don't even. I don't even have to think about it. Steve Nash, two MVPs, one of the I most Kyrie Irving guards of all time. I think Kyrie Irving is going to be one of the most underrated players of all time, just with all the narratives around him. I think he's just absolutely ridiculous. I'll take Steve. Okay. Okay. Kevin Durant or Larry Bird? Kevin Durant. I agree. That was quick. Why? You give give me Kevin Durant over almost anybody of all time. Like maybe maybe not LeBron. I mean, obviously not LeBron. Not LeBron. So you're building a Michael. team. You're building a team, and you pick Prime Larry Bird or Prime Durant to build around. You're taking Durant easy. It's so easy. <laughs> okay. Okay. You agree? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I'm just wondering. Okay. Carmelo Anthony or Clyde Drexler. <laughs> This is, I mean, give me Clyde, sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. I'm taking Mello. Top 10 scorer ever. What has Clyde even done? He's been to the finals. What's Mello done? And he lost. Score some buckets. Score I'll a take lot a, of I'll buckets. take a bucket getter over whatever Clyde. I don't even know what Clyde was. <laughs> he was... The, the second best point guard in MJ's era and is like top 10 shooting guard. He was a point guard? No, shooting guard. Did I say point guard? Yeah, you did at first. He was was the second best shooting guard in MJ's era 
and is like top twelve shooting guard of all time. So yeah, actually, give me Melo, but I don't, I don't really, I don't really care too much about that one. Okay, okay, Chris Paul or John Stockton? Give me Chris Paul. Oh my God, I'll take Chris as well. Nikola Jokic or Dirk Nowitzki? I think this one's one of the most interesting ones. Give me right now, Nikola Jokic. I do agree as well. <laughs> Jokic is just crazy, and I mean, I feel like people are gonna like crucify us for like saying that, but Jokic is isn't on one. And like, say Jokic gets a chip, like he's already like kind of there with Dirk. He's better playmaker. If he gets a championship. Maybe a better defender. And if he gets a championship, just... I think he passes Dirk all time in the next three years, like without even finishing out like the last half of his, of his career. Okay. Okay. I don't know about this next one, but I feel like it's kind of easy, easier than. I might have thought it was Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen. Why? Okay. Easily. Okay. That might have been a bad one. I bet. And then to end it off, everyone wants to know LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I agree as well. Any reasoning behind LeBron? Is he just the best basketball player talent you've ever seen, or there ever has been? Just body you know build wise. What? Ability to play the game of basketball. You know what? There's so many. There's so many like debates out there, like for the reasoning. And I think that's all like, it's all cool and stuff. But I think it comes down to like, who like I test who's the better player. And yeah, I think, I-, I think LeBron's physical like ability, and like. His physical physical ability, along with him being one of the greatest passers of all time, gives him a slight edge. But there's so much to this conversation that we don't have to get into. But yeah, yeah, and I don't LeBron. ever. I mean, I don't ever want to get into like being one of those like podcasts that just gets into like debating MJ versus LeBron just because it's it's so close. I mean, I, I don't really care who you say. The The thing that I kind of go with is that there's three goats to basketball, and it's MJ, Kareem, and LeBron. I mean, whoever you have, I don't care. But I yeah. would pick LeBron James if I was building a team. All right. That's it. That's all I had. I just thought that would right, be that was, that was kind of fun. fun just to see who you take. That'll lead us into our uh, the two-man game trivia portion of our show which will end off our show today um i'll start with actually you you go ahead and start with your first one because i think you, you just want to go more. back and forth or do you want to me to give my mine and you give yours uh yeah you just you just give me all yours okay and then so then we can get locked in and stay focused okay okay which NBA team sent four players to the All-Star Game in 2015, and who were they? The Atlanta Hawks. It was Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Kyle Korver, and Jeff Teague. Okay. One right. And mine will pro- progressively get harder. Okay. Who our was fans the- are going to be impressed with our uh, 
with our, our trivia ability. <laughs> Who was the 2008 Finals MVP? Shoot. I know this. Was it? Can I ask you a question? A yes or no question? Sure. Was this Boston against the Lakers? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember who won this year. I'm going to go with Paul Pierce. You are right. Okay. I didn't know. I thought you might have picked KG. So. No, I knew it was Paul Pierce when they won. I just wasn't sure that was okay. the year. Which So for these next three, you might need multiple choice, so I'm going to ask you it. And then if you do need it, just say you need it. Okay. So which year did MJ's first shoe release? Yeah, I'm gonna I don't I don't know. You're gonna have to give me some multiple choice. Alright, nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen eighty four, or nineteen eighty six. I'll go with eighty four. You're right. Good job. Go. Did 84 ring a bell for you there, or did you just swing for the fences? No, I was guessing it was 84, 86, like, towards the, like, young part of his prime, but... Okay. Who was the first high school player to be drafted first overall? So, player to come out of high school, enter the NBA draft, and go first overall. I mean, I don't want to ask for multiple choice, so I'm just going to guess. Kevin Garnett? No. He went oh, it was probably overall. way... It was, it was probably way earlier. Can you give me, like, the decade? The 2000s. Okay. Mari Stoudemire? No. Let me keep guessing. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get this one. Can you give me the position? Center, power forward. I can give you the draft even. Did he have a good career? No. Oh, shoot. Then I'm probably not going to get it. There's a very funny Stephen A. Smith take about this player. Oh, what's his name? Lakers? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Kwame Brown. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I would have never got that. And for the final trivia question for you, Dando, who has played the most consecutive games in a row at 1,192 oh. games played? Oh, if you, is, was this kind of recent? It was in like the early 2000s when he oh, never mind. got the record. I think his, the records it spanned from like 87 to like 2000. Oh. 2000 maybe i don't think i'm gonna get it you want multiple choice here or give me some hints okay just give me some hints um he was on the lakers at one point he's on the mavs at one point jason kidd no oh wait steve steve nash no i don't think you're gonna get this one this one is kind of tough okay just tell me ac green oh yeah i would never think of him I thought at the beginning you might have had it just because you you were kind of like thinking about it hard. And it kind of sounded like you had it. Yeah, no. I uh, 
I don't know what I was thinking of. Maybe so I was thinking went, like an NFL or something. You went three for five. I'll Pretty take decent. It. Those last two were very, very hard. Yeah, they're, those were tough. All right, so I I only have three, so All right. I think you'll go two for three. That's my prediction. Okay, what team drafted Rudy Gobert? Utah Jazz? Or no, Denver Nuggets, sorry. I meant Denver. Yeah, and then... I meant Denver. I promise I meant Denver. (laughs) Okay, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, and then he got traded on draft night. I swear I meant Denver. I just brain farted. Okay, okay, okay. It's all right, it's all right. (laughs) All right. um, This next one's pretty tough. Um, Who is Giannis... Who is Giannis's first coach? When did Giannis get drafted? Twenty fourteen. Is this one you think I'm going to get wrong? Yeah, this is the one that I don't think I would get. I'm trying to backtrack. So, Jason Kidd would have been. I feel right, like right after this coach, because then Jason Kidd and Giannis kind of had that little bond, and Giannis was a little upset when he got fired. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Is it David Fisdale? No. It's coach. You want to? You want me to give it to you? Is he still coaching? He's not a head coach. I'm guessing he's on a staff, though, somewhere. Yeah, you can just give it to me. Larry Drew. Okay. All right, and then the last one, who leads the league in free throw percentage right now? You want, like, the free throw percentage mark? Or does that not matter? Yeah, sure, sure. So you you, 90, knew, you knew this one? Yeah, I did. 92.7. See, my initial thought would be Tony Snell just because he's like elite from there. Well, well, I think it has to be like a certain, okay, amount, a certain of amount of times. So okay. it, it can't be like three for three like Tony Snell probably is. I, hey. Like Tony Snell goes 10 for 10 every year. Go look up what Tony Snell's free throws attempts were in previous seasons. Who is the leader in free throw percentage? I feel like I know this. The last free throw Tony Snell missed was March 12, 2019. Yeah, okay, so he still is shooting perfect from then. Um, oh my gosh. That's a pretty good stat there. Gosh. Seth Curry. Does he not meet the threshold? Does he not meet the threshold? No, I'm sure he does, but no, it's not him. Is it? Is 
Snell's shot three free throws this year. Hey, you were right. <laughs> Lucky guess. Do you want me to give you second place? I know second place too. Sure. Second place is Emmanuel Quickly. First place is another young player. One of my favorite players in the league. It's a guard, obviously. Yeah. His teammate is... Just tell me where he ranks on your top favorite like favorite players. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think don't know. I'll know. Top 30. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. His okay. I'll just give you the easiest hint. His teammate leads the like history of the league in free throw percentage. Do you know who that is? I don't think you're. I don't think that's right. Curry Curry leads all time in free throw percentage. I'm pretty sure it's Pablo Prigioni. Okay, well, it's Curry's teammate. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out later. So is it Jordan? Jordan Poole? Yeah, it's Jordan Poole. Dang. Yeah. Pretty impressive. All-time free throw percentage leader. 100% yeah, Pablo Prigioni. We got to figure that out now. Is, this, is it not Steph? Oh, no, I'm not. Who am I thinking of? I don't even it's, think I'm thinking of Pablo. Steph. It's Steph at ninety point seven. I don't even think I'm thinking of Pablo. Yeah, it's it's Steph, and then who who am I thinking of right now? Nash is second. Mark Price is third, and Peja Stojakovic is fourth. Jose Calderon. That's who, that's what I'm thinking of, but that's in a season. That's on me. Uh, okay. All right. Well, Pablo Prigioni. Why, the, why am I saying Pablo Prigioni? <laughs> I'm a disgrace. I went one of three, Dando. Uh, that's all right. I gave you some tough ones. I mean, if you're considering my Utah Jazz guess as no, one, no, I, yeah. went, I went 0 for 3. If, if you're an honest person, then you just kick me one. off. Just kick me off the podcast, honestly. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. I th- I think that was a really fun episode. Uh hope everybody enjoyed and has a wonderful day. Yeah, I'll see you guys next time.